Welcome to the C12 Podcast. My name is Matt, and today we are in our final week of our series, Manual, which means God with us. Enjoy this message from Alex Carney. We hope that you are encouraged and guided by today's message. What is up? How you guys doing tonight? Oh, come on. That's like the energy that you like just finished your final and you're like dead tired or you just had a long day at work. C12, how we doing? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, welcome, like Justin said, to our uh, Christmas party here uh, at C12. So Christmas with uh, C12. I love seeing all your guys' ugly Christmas sweaters. Uh, Riley, what does your say? Do it for the cookie. I did it all for the cookie. Uh, how many of you grew up in a household uh, where you, like, your parents never told you about Santa Claus? Like, they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't tell you about that? Okay, how many grew up in a household that like you believed in Santa? How many still believe in Santa? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Sorry if I ruined it for you. Uh, I grew up in a household where uh, uh, we were, my mom was a big advocate for uh, let's, you know, really convince our kids that Santa's real. And then you have trust issues as an adult because you're still waiting. Uh, and then, and uh, my family, even my extended family was so good at it uh, that they would actually take us outside and there'd be deer tracks out in the snow and then be like, a reindeer came through. And like, as a kid, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, Rudolph was in Georgia. Like, you know, you're like so convinced that like, you know, that man, like this Santa thing is all, is all real. But welcome to uh, uh, Christmas with us. We're so glad that you're here. If you haven't been uh, with us, we have been uh, in a series called God With Us. And uh, inside of this series, we, we uh, went over a couple of things. The first week, uh, we went over a teaching from Matt Lewis uh, that God is with us even in our unmet expectations. How many were here for that when Matt Lewis came Got to be a part of that. Man, that was so good. Uh, last week, uh, uh, Dave Carr, he's a student pastor here at Central. Uh, man, he came to, to bring an awesome message that God is with us. Therefore, we can be present. Uh, and tonight, we're going over a, a teaching that God is with us. Therefore, I know that he's faithful. I, 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 God is with us. Therefore, I know that God is faithful. And, and you can see it perhaps maybe in your own story, but sometimes it's helpful looking at the faithfulness of what God did in Scripture, so that way you can see your story in light of his story. You can see, you know, sometimes we're really good at bringing maybe something down to our lives, but maybe we should bring our lives up to Scripture. And we should bring our lives to, hey, here's what God's done. Here's what God said. That's the same promise. It's the same standard. It's the same truth. Look at what it says in Hebrews 11. This is just recapping, we'll get into the story of Abraham, but it tees us up. It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for, the ancients. So, so Abraham is a part of this. If you, some of you might know the story of Abraham. If you don't know, kind of leading up to the life of Abraham, there was a couple uh, actually horrific moments and nothing really seemed good at the beginning of Genesis after the creation story. Like God created the heavens and the earth, but then after that came, came the fall, Adam and Eve sinned, and then uh, sin entered into the world, and then there was the flood, and God wiped out the entire earth, and then the Tower of Babel happened, and now people are trying to build up something to God. Like it was literally disaster after disaster after disaster. And then you look at scripture, and you're like, man, there's no hope. Like nothing's gonna happen until Abraham steps into the picture. See, God was using Abraham to be a blessing to all the nations. God did things in Abraham so that way he could be a blessing to others. God revealed promises to Abraham. God tested Abraham. And God fulfilled the things he said he would do. Look at what it says later on 
in Hebrews chapter 11. And maybe you're just in a spot. If you at any time need like, man, I need encouragement. I need to press on. Hebrews 11 is a great chapter to lean into. That there are people who were tested in seasons of, of, uh, of, of hardship or maybe trials or, or seasons where you, there's a lot of uncertainty. There's people who have gone before you. Look at what it says in verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. And have you ever felt like that? <laughs> in life, you just don't know where you're going. You don't know where school's going to take you. You don't know what job you're going to do. Anybody ask you the question, hey, what are you going to do in four years? Don't we all love that question? <laughs> We all sit back and like, I don't know. <laughs> in verse 9, he goes on. It says, by faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward. Everybody say forward. forward. Say it again. Say forward. forward. He was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. When you live by faith, you can't help but move forward. When you live by faith, all you do is move forward. Even though it's uncertain, when you have faith, there's an assurance in your soul, there's a confidence in you, there's something that God gives you. And although it might seem shaky, it might not seem like this is what you had hoped for or what you had prayed for, there's something about faith inside of you that it just propels you to move forward. And by faith, even Sarah who is past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And from this one man, as, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All the people were living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. There were things about the coming Messiah that they, that they were promised, but they didn't see it. They didn't see it come to fruition, but they had such a strong faith that you know what? If God said it, he'll do it. I might not see it, but to have such a great faith that, hey, you know what? This is going to happen. This is going to come. And it concludes in the end. It says, they did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on earth. It was by faith that Abraham was able to move forward. Even when you don't know how this plays out, even when you don't know how this works, even when you don't know what the future looks like, even though it might seem like there's just no other possible scenario. God is with me, therefore I know that he's faithful. God is with me, therefore I know that he's faithful. And an uncertain future does not mean an unfaithful God. An uncertain future does not mean an unfaithful God. Maybe you're in a spot and you're like, I just have a hard time grasping that statement. I, I, I don't know how those two and two fit together. And maybe it's helpful. I'm, I'm going to go over a little bit of my story. <laughs> and amongst my story, there's going to be small narratives. And, and amongst it, there's going to be a pattern that you see. And the, and the pattern are moments of frustration and the moments of God's faithfulness. Doesn't that usually relate to your story? Like, man, there's a moment where I'm frustrated. There's a moment where this is really difficult. There's a moment where this is really hard. And then there's moments that, you know what? God's been really kind. God's been really, really faithful. This happened, the, one of the first stories was uh, when I was in college and I had a, an internship that was lined up. And a month and a half before this internship had ended, 
uh, they actually, or was supposed to begin, they called me and said, hey, this internship's actually not going to work anymore. Uh, you need to kind of find something else. And at this point, I'm really young in the faith. I'm really new. I was really scared. I knew if I was going to go back home that this was not going to be what I wanted to live my summer with. I, I wanted to do something in ministry. I wanted to keep serving and pursuing the, the calling that God had in my life. I was really, really scared and intimidated. And I went home, and I, I had no job. I had no job that summer. And maybe for you, you're like, man, in college, like, man, that's a dream, dude. I wish I could, like, not have a job and just hang out. But I was in a spot like I really want to keep pursuing what God has for me. And I know if I stop serving, I feel like there's something in my soul that's going to die out. And I remember one night I was up super late trying to find jobs as any college student would. You go on Google. <laughs> I typed, literally typed in. I was like, you know what? I love Jesus and I love sports and that's about all I know. So I literally went to Google, typed in sports ministry jobs on Google, hit search. <laughs> the first thing that came up uh, was a, a thing that said Uncharted Waters Sports Ministry. And I was like, what the heck is Uncharted Waters Sports Ministry? It's like, is this like a kayak ministry? Are we going on a boat? <laughs> I was like, what? Is this like, you know, uh, Mike Rowe out into the ocean and we're going deep, uh, deep sea fishing? I had no idea what the heck it was. I just sent an application. I was like, you know what? Let's go out on the whim. Let's try it. I get an email the next day. A guy uh, responds and says, uh, man, I saw that you had an interest to be a basketball coach. And over the summer, we've been praying for one more basketball coach. And we're begging uh, uh, and begging and asking of God that he would provide one more person. I sent an application while they were praying for it. And he said, well, here, here's, here's the thing. You have to uh, raise $450 in about a week and a half. Who's got $450 just to blow on whatever, you know? If you've ever been in college, you're like, dude, <laughs> if I can, like, afford coffee right now, that's a blessing for me. Like, I don't have $400 just to, like, blow on stuff. And I sent an email and said, you know what, man, I can't do it. This is too much money. Like, I, I won't be able to do it. He responds right away. He said, I don't, he said, I don't care what your situation is. He said, let me help you figure it out. Even if that's payments, he said, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. He said, I want you to take over Memorial Day weekend to pray about it. And, and to ask God and see what he would, he would want of you. So I spent uh, uh, that whole Memorial Day weekend thinking and asking, hey, what, what would God want? I had uh, my home church come out of nowhere, and they actually uh, gave me $250, and there was another anonymous uh, uh, giver who gave me $200 and said, hey, I just really feel like this is what uh, God wanted me to give you, and I think this is the position that you should do. And then there was uh, uh, my, my head coach at the time when I went down to be part of the sports ministry. She told me this later on. She said, I was praying all weekend that you would take that job because I felt like it was in my spirit that I needed to pray for you. See, they were persistently praying in the prayer closet that I would join the team. And when I didn't see any other scenario, God was still faithful. God was still kind. And next story, this is when I was, again, in college, <laughs> coming down to my last little bit. Part of my graduation process is that I had to have an internship lined up to uh, actually graduate. And it was coming down to a month and a half left, uh, and I had no internship lined up. If I didn't have an internship, it means that I wouldn't walk during graduation. It means I wouldn't graduate at all. So I had the dean of students reach out to me, and she said, hey, you need to have something lined up. And so uh, as any college student, you know, you're living in a life of procrastination. You're like, yeah, whatever, dude, I'll get to it. 
uh, and you try to come up with like spiritual reasons as to why it didn't happen, even though they really at the time were just cop-outs to my own uh, uh, spiritual laziness. And, uh, and, and there, was, there was things I didn't do, and so I started to panic. I started to reach out uh, to people and just saying, hey, I, I need to have an internship lined up. The very next day, there was a woman who came up from a church out in South Dakota, which is where I ended up doing my internship at, and she said, I really believe uh, uh, that God wants you to be here at this church. And I grew up uh, at my home church. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't a horrible church experience, but I grew up in a church where uh, I just didn't see the importance, the vision, the mission of it, why we gather, why we're here, why, why the church is the way that it is. And, and I grew up at, uh, at a home church where, man, I, I just didn't see uh, the importance of being there on Sundays. I didn't see the importance of what it means to practically be the church with people. And so I just, I just I asked God all the time. I said, if this is the best that you can do, no wonder why no pe- nobody comes. And she asked and said, I really think that you should be a part of this church. And I remember walking down the head of the library. I had a conversation with my friend. He said, are you going to join? And I said, definitely not. I would not rather be a part of the church. I'd rather make a bigger difference. And it was a skewed idea. It was a skewed thinking. And I got into a spot <clears throat> where I was very had a broken view of the church. She prayed persistently for me. She was at a concert, ended up uh, having this tug on uh, by the Holy Spirit to pray for me, and she begged and asked God that I would show, show up to celebrate. And it was in that that she, she, she prayed and she fasted for me because of the tug of what the Holy Spirit put on her heart. And she said, I really believe God wants you here. I ended up feeling the conviction to go. And, and again, at the last moments where I felt like God wasn't faithful, God decided to show up. There are seasons where you might be in unhealth or, or waiting or frustration, anxiety and fear. There might be moments where like, you know what, I'm not really putting in the effort maybe to move forward, but it doesn't matter because God is still faithful. It doesn't give me an excuse to just be lazy and go about my life and just do whatever I want and still expect God to put a blessing on top of it. But, but even when, look at what it says in 2 Timothy 2. I can't say it any better than this verse. It says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. In every season, God was faithful. God was faithful when I was in counseling. God was faithful when I was looking for jobs. God was faithful in my own mental health struggles. Back then, God was faithful when I was unhealthy, when I wasn't a good steward of my time or finances, uh, when I wasn't kind, maybe when I wasn't fair or when I acted in the wrong or when I sinned or even when I was faithless. God was still faithful. God's faithfulness towards you isn't based upon just how good you are. God's faithfulness is not an added addition or like an extra credit or here's some bonus points for you being a better Christian. God's faithfulness is dependent because that's just the character and the nature of who God is. God extends his goodness because he's just that faithful, that he loves you. He has a plan for you. He has a calling. He has a dream upon your life. There is a purpose that he, that he has put inside of you, and God is so faithful that he will see it come to pass. And sometimes there's situations and circumstances that give you no faith. Have you ever been there? Like my situation, my circumstance, where I'm at, I feel like I have no faith. I don't know how to move forward. I don't know what this looks like. I don't know how anything changes from it. And you can rest in the fact that you can have faith in God's faithfulness. I'll say that again. You can have faith in God's faithfulness. 
What does scripture say? We walk by what? We walk by what? You walk by faith, not by sight. I keep my eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. And sometimes it's just helpful to look back and reflect on how God has been faithful and so kind. That's part of my story. And I want to do a little bit of a year in review of our story at C12. How many of you got Spotify and you would do like the, the, the year review and you had, you know, your top, your top five playlists, your top five songs, you know. I know all of you are great. It's always Maverick City. And then it's like Drake. And then it's, uh, you got like the two opposite ends of the spectrum. And you're like, uh, who looks at this? <laughs> And we, we uh, it's, it's just a fun thing to do. We all, we've all put it out there. We all love to see, hey, what are the top five songs that I love? Who would I love to listen to? And, and this is, this is kind of what this is. This is like a, a, a year in review. See, our story, it's made up of several small narratives. Every story is composed of smaller stories within it. And the pattern you see is that you're going you're gonna to notice that God is faithful even when you didn't expect it. God is faithful and he decides to show up even when you don't expect it. And DJ, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you out here for a second. We've been talking about DJ and her story over the past couple of weeks. And you hear parts of her story and how God was so kind to you. And, and I thought we'd just play your whole story and play your whole video uh, because I want you, I want everyone to see the faithfulness that God had in your own life. Check it out. Oh my gosh, that's my favorite story. Okay, so I was actually headed to the mall yeah. on a Sunday morning, and traffic was super heavy. And honestly, it's kind of funny because I've never seen traffic that heavy since that day. There's a turning lane going into 12 Stone. Um, at the time, I didn't know it was a church. I didn't know there was a building, nothing. Um, I just saw a whole bunch of cars turning in, and there's a police officer directing traffic. So I figured um, maybe there's a back road. I mean. There has to be something, because obviously a lot of people are going in that direction. So I decided to follow them, and we're bumper to bumper, they're parking, and I'm like, okay, like, what do I do now? So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna park with them. And I parked, and I saw a lot of people walking in, and they're all happy and bubbly, and I was like, well, those are like my kind of people, you know, like, I want some of that. I walk in, and a few um, greeters come to me, and they're like, hey, are you new? And I'm like, I don't know, am I Do I really wanna be that person? So they sat me in the first row. Um, I know, what a way to be a first time guest. Sit you in the front row. And it, but honestly, it was so good. It was the first time that I fully sat down and um, really reflected on life. Um, I think about even worship. It was the first time I ever like raised my hand. Like it was just such a pure and beautiful moment. And then, you know, we love the usual when Paul comes out and he's like, hey, text me 748. <laughs> and I tell you, I was on the way to the mall with my friends. I did not check my phone the entire time. And he said, hey, like, pull out your phone. I'm like, I will do that. So I pull out my phone and um, texted 37748. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, like, my friends. But it was okay, because I texted that number and got connected super fast. And I've been coming ever since. Come on, how awesome is that, that, that God interrupted maybe uh, what you thought you were going and, and God interrupted at just the right time. 
Maybe when, maybe when you didn't expect it. And that, that is just one story. I know God's done that amongst C12. There's been, as you know, lots of transitions and changes and, and moving from location to location, being at Hamilton Mill one night and being over at Sugarloaf and then back to uh, Central Campus. We've had numerous people in 2021 say yes to Jesus for the very first time inside of C12. We've had uh, people end up rededicating their lives uh, to Jesus. We've had uh, baptisms uh, uh, numerous times up front here in service. We had a big open baptism night and people responding and taking a next step in faith. And on top of that, we, we started to launch small groups from a different angle that we've never done before inside C12. We had small groups that met all across Gwinnett at different homes, some at a campus or at coffee shops, and, and people were finding community. Maybe what broke over COVID was the thing that was able to start to be rebuilt back again into your own life. And there was people who started to lead a small group that were, uh, that were, that were older uh, than, than, than just us, and they, were, they had such a heart to pour into college students and young adults because they have such a heart for this ministry. They have such a heart for you. They have such high hopes. And then we had community events and we had a C12 bonfire and we made it way too big. <laughs> and if you were there, if you know, you know, and your leg hair is burned off. And, and we had Thursday night events and we had fall party and Friendsgiving. How many are the Friendsgiving? <clears throat> Come on, we ate a ton of food. It was a ton of fun. And God had begun to rebuild over the last couple months what maybe was broken over COVID. And God began to restore. See, we started to lean into what does it mean to rebuild worship? What does it mean to rebuild community? What does it mean to rebuild impact? So can we just take a moment and just celebrate the things that God has done since being back here at Central and at home at Central and just thanking God for the things that he's done in this ministry. But see, God wasn't done yet. God kept moving and God is still moving. And Delaney, where are you at? Give it up for Delaney, come on. I wanted to show uh, a picture of, of Delaney's baptism and uh, the things that, that, uh, that was over at the Sugarloaf campus. And God's done a lot in Delaney's life, and, and uh, I wanted you to hear from her words. So check it out. Today was such a good day, guys. Wow. Okay. So story time. I went to church today for the first time in a really long time. Like, I was Googling churches in my area for, like, okay, I was like, I, re I need to go to church. I want to go, you know? I was like, I need to, I don't know. I was like, I want to go. I wanted to go to the 9 o'clock service. They have, like, a 9 o'clock and an 11. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the 9 o'clock. I pick. I literally picked a random one because they have, like, six or seven locations. I don't even know. But they have a lot of locations. So I looked up on Google Maps, whichever one was the prettiest, and I was like, I like that one. So I just, I drive to that one at 9 o'clock for that session and I show up and there's like a booth. It's like, if you're new here, come on to this tent. So I went over to the tent and I was like, hey, I'm new. What do I do? I want to like meet people and I want to, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. But yeah, I'm here now. And they're really nice, really like arms wide open and very like welcoming to me. And I was like, this is, this is nice. It feels like very homey, warm, welcoming vibes. They gave me a free coffee today. I was like, they were like, it's her first day, and they gave me a free coffee. I was like, wow, I don't even drink coffee, really, but like, oh, that's so nice. So that's what happened at the 9 o'clock service. I walked back outside for the pretty outside area, and I just became a greeter. I was just like, 
hi everybody like for the, all the people coming into the 11 o'clock session I just like stood outside with everybody and I was just like what's up come on in I, I don't know I was just like really happy and I was in a really great mood so I was like you know, I was feeling, I was like, come on in guys. And then like the greeters, they were like, you should totally be a greeter. I was like, heck yeah. And they're like, next week. I was like, I'm down. Like, okay, let me just, I'll just be a greeter here. And so I was standing outside making a lot of friends. By the time like 11 o'clock service rolls around, I was asking all these questions to some of the people there. I had a lot of new questions, you know, so I was just asking a lot of things and they were very patient with me and understanding. And they're just like giving me all these answers that it was very, very cool. And then I went back inside for the 11 o'clock service. So I even, I went to, I was literally there all day, <laughs> but like voluntarily. But this time I was over on the side, like with the couches and like the staff or like the people, the volunteers, I was just hanging with them. Cause I felt like, you know, it was just like one of them. So I'm just like, you know, cause I was already friends with everybody at this point. So I was just like sitting with everybody and we watched the 11 o'clock service and then I came back outside for after the 11 o'clock service and they were doing like six baptisms today. It was like on the schedule or something like that. So they do their baptisms outside. And I was just like hanging out outside. I was watching it. And then a like I started making conversation with some other lady and she was like, oh, also from Mississippi. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. And then she's like, have you gotten baptized? I was like, no, I don't think so. And then she was like, oh. and she was like, you want to get baptized? I was like, well, yeah. And she was like, okay, come on. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, today? She's like, right now? She's like, yeah, like right now. And I was like, isn't this stuff supposed to be like scheduled or planned or something? I'm so like oblivious. So I ended up getting baptized there for the first time. And like, I don't know, like, I don't know, but like, I just, I did it. You know, I just, I did the thing. And I, I was like, by the time I got baptized, everybody was like, they already knew who I was and they're like, yay, the lady. And I was like, oh my gosh, this crowd outside, they're like cheering me on like it's like a real family here. And I was like, wow, I feel like I've been going to this church for like a year. I don't know. So I'm really happy about today, guys. It was so fun. And I'm excited for all the events coming up and all the people I'm going to meet and getting closer with God. Like really excited about it. <sighs> Come on. Come on, that's so worth celebrating. What God can do in someone's life. See, God is still in the business of doing miracles. God is still in the business of saving people. God is still in the business of intervening at just the right time. Even when situations seem bad or good. See, God is intervening in moments where you don't feel like it. And see, God isn't done yet. See, God's still moving. Audrey, where are you at? Come on, hey, give it up for Audrey. If you don't know a lot about Audrey's story, uh, Audrey... Uh, is getting baptized this Sunday uh, here at Central Campus, 11 o'clock service. And I pulled a segment uh, of her story that I think is, is so powerful. And she goes on and said, well, growing up, we were in and out of church and, and I didn't truly know what it was like to have a relationship with God. I realized I was, there was something missing and I never felt satisfied. And this year, I decided that I wanted to have what I saw others had. Just let's pause there for a second. Sometimes you forget what you carry. Sometimes you forget the hope that you really have. Sometimes you forget, hey, I'm saved. I carry the best news on the planet. I get to walk victoriously. I get to walk in hope. I get to walk in freedom. I get to walk uh, uh, in victory anywhere that I go because of what Jesus has done in my life. 
and I love that because even when you don't feel like, I don't know how to share my story. I don't know how to evangelize. I don't know how to do certain things. I don't know everything about the Bible. This is what I love about God is that he can use anybody to reach at everyone. He can use somebody in your story to reach other people and how you act, how you live. I love how Audrey said, I wanted, I saw what others had and I wanted to experience that. She goes on and say, I gave my life to the Lord and I jumped right in. I just wanted to figure out how God can change my life. And one Thursday in June, I went to C12 by myself. And that decision turned out to be the best decision of my life. Since that evening, God has been doing unbelievable things in my life. I have experienced peace and happiness like never before. And my life is forever changed. Come on, C12, we can celebrate that. We can celebrate one person. Audrey, we're a family. And we're so proud of you. We're excited for what God's gonna do in you. And see, God isn't done yet. God was still moving. New Paul, I don't know if you're here, but uh, why don't we just give it for New Paul regardless if he's here or not, come on. If you don't know New Paul, this is part of his story. New Paul's getting baptized this uh, Sunday here at Central. Come on. And part of New Paul's story, he says, I've been an atheist all my life. My parents said that they were Buddhist and Hindu but they never taught me anything about it. And I didn't know who God was, nor did I care. I was so caught up living in the present, not thinking about my eternity. I was trying to satisfy a void inside of me and sinning without realizing that there was a punishment for those sins. But my journey to know Christ was different. I started with the intention to learn about it. Like it was just a history lesson. I was just trying to, I was just trying to seek out what was true. And with the encouragement of my girlfriend, I downloaded the Bible app. I started a devotional. And I started coming to 12 Stone. Seeing the community of 12 Stone was inspiring. I could see the faithfulness that these people had and that they were living a lifestyle, not just putting a label on it. On Tuesday, July 20th, I prayed for the first time with an open heart, willing to receive a miracle and a sign and to have an answer. And the next day I experienced God's presence like never before. Throughout the day, Jesus was talking to me through prayer in unexpected ways. And God called me to go to a church and I felt the Holy Spirit burning inside me like a fire for the first time. That was the moment that new Paul gave his life to Jesus. And here, here, here's the thing that I love about new Paul's story. We started talking, hey, why don't you get baptized on a Thursday night? And he said, no, no, no. I, I believe if I get baptized on Sunday, that I believe if my parents hear my story, I hope and pray that they would come to know Jesus too. And that's what I wanna do right now. If you don't know the heart of Seatsfell, maybe you're new, maybe you're spiritually unresolved, maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus. This is something that, that we just so desperately want for people is to enter into a relationship with God. We're not here just to spin the religious wheel. And this is what I love about Seatsfell. We don't just gather just because oh, we wanna gather. We don't gather just because we wanna throw parties or just eat cookies or just to hang out. No, we gather because we really believe that there is power in the gospel. There's power in what God can do in somebody's life. There's power that God is still in the business of transforming and changing souls. And we really believe that's gonna to continue to happen. And so I wanna take a moment right now. And I just felt led just to pray over New Paul's parents. I know he's not here, but we're a family. And what families do is that we gather together in prayer. So right where you're at, maybe you see, wanna lift your hands on your seats, or maybe you just want to say a prayer over New Paul. And that's, I wanna be praying over Audrey and your baptism on Sunday and taking a huge step in faith. And so God, we just come before you right now. 
God, we ask that even on Sunday, God, during 11 o'clock service, God, we pray for new Paul. God, we pray for Audrey. God, we pray for people taking that next step in faith by getting baptized, going, going public with their faith. God, I pray that their story, God, would transcend, God, and impact other people's lives. God, that's what it says in your word. It was by the blood of the lamb and God, by the word of their testimony. Our stories, God, have power and we know that. Your word says that. And so God, I pray that your word, your promise, God, would reign true, Father, on Sunday. And God, we pray for the salvation of New Paul's parents. God, we pray that they would come to know Jesus. God, we pray that they would say yes to Jesus, God, for the very first time, because when they see life change happen in somebody else, God, there's just something that gravitates other people towards it. There's something compelling, not because it was just a powerful story, but because the hope was only light in Jesus. And so, God, we pray that there'd be such a burning conviction, the same burning fire, God, that was in New Paul, God, I pray would be in his parents they would say yes to Jesus. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. C12, this is one of the first things I did. First day that I knew that I was stepping in as the pastor of C12, I went up in that prayer closet and I begged, I begged God that there would be people who would continuously say yes to Jesus. I didn't go call my mom or text friends, the first thing I did, I just wanted to thank God for his faithfulness and I wanted to ask God for more. Don't you want that? Don't you want God's more? More for your life, more for this ministry, more of what God can do in you. And I wanna take a moment before we go into this next song to just reflect on God's faithfulness and kindness in your own life. And maybe right where you're at, you just pull out a journal. If you got a journal with you, go ahead and pull it out, pull out your pen. Maybe you got your phone, you can go ahead and pull that out. You can take notes on your phone. We're gonna spend the next couple minutes just reflecting on how God has been faithful to you. Sometimes in order to move forward, you have to look back. Sometimes by looking back, you can see, hey, you know what? God was really kind here. You know what? God was faithful here. You know what? God, God broke through here. And you can use those moments of past faithfulness as pillars of where you want to go in the future. And so take the next three minutes, reflect. Maybe that's just you praying right where you're at, thanking God. God, thank you for how kind you've been to me. Thank you for how faithful you've been to me. So take the next three minutes. If you wanna go find a place in the room and sit down in the corner, whatever gets you into an attitude of reflection, go ahead and spend the next three minutes with God.
as we step into this last song, I just ask that you go ahead and stand. As you worship God and as you just thank him for, you know, God, I can bring all my fears, all my insecurities, all my doubts, all my struggles. Maybe there's even things in this moment that God is asking you to leave behind in 2021 so you can actually step forward in 2022. Maybe there's things that, you know, God is asking you, hey, don't live in fear anymore. Go ahead and leave those insecurities at my feet. Go ahead and, and, and stop living in this shame or this guilt, but step forward in faith. Keep moving forward because God has been faithful to you And so, God, we just thank you for what you're doing, God, in our lives, God, in this ministry. God, we're thankful for how kind you've been, for, God, how how good that you have been. And so, Father, we just ask, God, right now in this moment, God, would you extend your faithfulness to us? God, would we be reminded that no matter the situation, how dark, how hopeless, maybe we just don't see a way out, God, you are faithful. God, we belong to you. And when we're your children, there's no battle that we could step into where you're not our shield and our guide and our comforter because victory lies in your name. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the C12 podcast today. Take some time to reflect on what God has done in your life this year. If you have a story of God's faithfulness this year, we would love to hear it. Tell us by DMing us on Instagram. To stay connected with us, make sure that you're also following us on Instagram at C12Stone. Hope you have you join us for a Christmas Eve service this Friday. For more information, go to Christmas at 12stone.com, link in the podcast description. For C12, we won't be meeting for the next two weeks. We'll be coming back on January 6th. Until then, maybe you want to go back and listen to some of the messages over this year and reflect on what God has taught you this year. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I will see you in January.